It's time to start rallying around America's young conservatives and explore what it means to be a young Republican in the 21st century. In a world where it seems like everyone under 30 must be a liberal, these are the stories you haven't heard before from the voices of America's young conservatives. So let's find out what it truly means to be raised right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Raised Right podcast. I'm your host, Rayleigh Klein, ready to bring you another episode and another story of what it means to be a young conservative in the 21st century. I'm coming back after a week off. I just graduated from Arizona State with two two majors, two bachelors, one in journalism and one in political science. And I'm taking a gap year off before I continue on to law school, currently working for Charlie Kirk and have had an amazing time, you know, working with him and his outstanding team. And I'm really just excited to get back to bringing you more episodes and more more stories. I love doing this. And as someone who has lived the full experience of being a young conservative in a, a very liberal and woke world, um, I can't express just how important it is to amplify the voices of young conservatives, share their stories, and really encourage them to share their thoughts, their feelings, and demonstrate what happens when you do and the good that that comes from that. And I can't wait to just continue to do that every week. So this week, we have a very special guest, a young lady named Emily Hines, who's a 19-year-old from Manderville, Louisiana. Now, you may have heard her story before. She's been reaching national headlines lately um, because she was canceled by her sorority at LSU for kind of, you know, the typical reasons, a, a social media post that didn't sit well with the woke mob. So she's a freshman at LSU, is going to start their nursing program in January, but it's been kind of a bumpy start for her. And I met her through our mutual friend, Jonathan Copel, who's been on the show before, and he's very, very supportive. And um, we've been able to make great friendships and, and really kind of help people find the victor mentality rather than the victim. And Emily is one of those young ladies that absolutely embraced that and has just been making really positive waves and positive change for young conservatives. So super excited to have her on the show. So I am here with Emily Hines from Louisiana State University, who is an avid young conservative, ran into a little incident of cancel culture herself. And I'm so excited to have her on, not only just to share her story of what happened, but the strength and courage she found to kind of stand up and, and fight for it. And now that she's reaching national headlines, another story of when you come out the victor and not the victim. So welcome, Emily. Thank you. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your upbringing with conservative values, how, and you know, if those became important to you and just a little background about yourself. Sure. So I have three sisters, mom and dad, and grew up like a cookie cutter family going to church every Sunday. I grew up in the Methodist church. Um, I always went to church. Um, I don't know, pretty classic, I guess. But um, my parents pulled me out when they started introducing Common Core in public schools. My parents pulled me out. So that was in fifth grade or I got pulled out in fourth grade. Um, I started homeschooling. I think homeschooling had a lot to do with how I think now because I used um, I was taught like the classical method. So I was taught how to think um, 
you know, critically and using logic instead of what to think, which is what they teach in public school right now. Um, so that definitely had a big impact on me. And that's why I think the way that I do, um, I wouldn't like my parents are conservative, but I'm not easily influenced. So I wouldn't say it was, it's their, I don't know, attributed to them that I'm conservative. They did play a part in it, but like I said, the thinking critically and logically is really why I became a conservative. And it really took off when in 2016, when President Trump was elected. I don't know. I just started, we always watch Celebrity Apprentice. And I was just, I like Donald Trump. And I was like, well, let me do a little research. So I started researching and kind of like took interest in politics. And then it really took off in the 2020 election. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of, you know, Trump supporters and, and conservatives out there had that, that same experience. But I think you brought up a really good point about learning how to think instead of what to think is, is so mm-hmm. important. And it's such an issue that, you know, we have to continue to fight in the public schooling system, unfortunately, because it's, I think you put it in the best words possible for sure. So how did your political background kind of influence your life and your experience once you went to college? Oh gosh. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty, I don't know. I'm level headed. So I wasn't worried about having any of my views changed or whatever. I joined a bunch of our conservative groups on campus, like our turning point chapter. I founded a today's America chapter and students for Trump. I joined all of that. Um, so I was never worried about my beliefs being swayed kind of stood firm and um, they grew even more. I would say once I got there, because I saw how left leaning LSU actually was and how liberal like you wouldn't think it because it's louisiana like we're a red state you're, we're in the south everyone's like oh lsu that's so surprising but they really like baton rouge is so liberal i don't know i, I think it just it strengthened my my beliefs i would say yeah that's good that's really good to hear so from your experience and your run-in with cancel culture actually stemmed from your sorority and i read either a tweet or something of yours that you didn't initially even want to join a sorority. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what that process was and the decision to eventually decide to join one. Yeah. So my family, it's kind of funny. They like, I'm just, I'm not really like a sorority girl. I'm not like a girl's girl. uh, Cause I don't know. I just don't deal with like the fakeness and cattiness of girls. So I try and steer clear of that. So that's why I was like, no, I'm not going to join a sorority. And then um, my, I found out, or, uh, you know, I discovered that I only had this year because I finished my classes so early. And I was like, well, you know, I'll just do it for fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, so I decided to join. I joined in I went through spring recruitment, so I joined in January, um, and I got kicked out in April. So. <laughs> what sorority? Alpha Phi. Okay, okay, yeah, I think sororities get a bad rap of you know just being a whole bunch of drama queens and gossipers, and it's it's intimidating definitely for for some people. But I think your story kind of sheds you know some some light into the the group think and and peer pressure that. Yeah can come along with it as well. So 
your cancel story kind of all inspired from the lovely world of social media, except your platform was TikTok. And we, I actually heard about your story mm-hmm. through Jonathan Koppel, who's our mutual friend. Um, he sent it to me. He's like, hey, look at this. She, you know, she posted this TikTok and people are just livid. Like they're flying off the hinge at this poor girl. And now they're threatening to email her sorority and, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure the story from your perspective is a lot better than mine. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, that, that day and what transpired? Definitely. So I posted it on, I have like these dates embedded in my head. So I posted it on April 2nd. Um, and I had like random girls comment, oh, we're reporting you. I was like, okay, you go ahead. But they did report me apparently. And I was asked to remove it on Monday, the 5th. Um, and usually, as they say in their governing documents, you have 12 hours to take it down before you're summoned to standards. I was given four and a half. I wasn't even given the full amount of time before I was summoned to my judiciary board hearing. Um, so I had that meeting the next day on the 6th. Yeah, the 6th. And then 72 hours later on the 9th, I got my notification that I was terminated. Um, so it all happened like in a week, very short amount of time. Yeah. And for, for those listening that, you know, don't know, what was the TikTok about? So it was a picture of the transgender health secretary, Rachel Levine, and the song More Than a Woman in the background. That's pretty much it. And I was just dancing to it. It was light, like fun spirited. Yeah. And what's interesting to me about social media is like, that wasn't the first or the last political post that you had made, but it was one that, you know, definitely just like caught the most fire, which is always so interesting to me. So how did it make you feel when you read those first comments of, oh, we're going to report you to your sorority? I guess I was unbothered. Like I, I would, I told my mom, my family, I was like, well, they said they're going to report me. And my mom was like, well, I kind of hope they do. It'd be kind of funny. And I was like, if something happens, whatever, I don't really care. Um, Cause I know I have a big group of people that support me. Yeah. But really just unbothered is all I can really say that I felt. Yeah. That's good. Cause some people, you know, it scares everything out of them and they run. And mm-hmm. so you said you had, we're supposed to have 12 hours to take down the video um, before you got summoned. Even if you had gotten those full 12 hours, do you think you ever would have? Yeah, probably. Really? Yeah. How come? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just the Alpha Phi, from the short amount of time I was in it, can definitely tell which which side they lean to. Mm-hmm. Definitely left. Um, and they even told me that it, we would have, because I had an Alpha Phi sweatshirt on, so that was probably the that was the reason it was reported by those random mm-hmm. girls. They told me even if I wasn't wearing the sweatshirt, it still it still wouldn't have been an issue. Um, so even if I wasn't wearing the sweatshirt, I still would have been in the same situation. Even if they'd given me the twelve hours, most definitely would have been the same situation. Yeah, was it just the 100%. pressure coming from them that you know you would have made that decision? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. It's one of the hardest things is to, you know, go against your peers and then what they believe. Um, 
but that's that's why it works right that's why cancel culture unfortunately is successful to a lot of people is because going against your peers is one of the hardest things ever like you don't want to be the black sheep (laughs) nobody wants that um you know but we're proud of you for sticking firm in your beliefs definitely and now you know we've got it to national headlines you worked really really hard sending it off to to people and and sharing you know what happened and I think that that's really important what would be you know some learning lessons that you think you'd take away from this experience oh gosh there's so many definitely probably the biggest one is just don't back down don't back down the more you push the more you know you're gonna get out of it and and grow as a person don't be scared um because I think most people are scared. That's why no one—they're closeted conservatives because they—they're scared. So don't be scared. Those are really t- like the biggest ones, right? Because once you know you did get your letter saying that you were out, that's kind of when your battle started. You really started to push back mm-hmm. and um, yeah. call some attention to it, which is definitely the steps. Did you feel a lot of support? You know, from not only in your area but all over the place. Definitely. Definitely. Because Jonathan, he was kind of like the person that I think he was even more mad than me. Yeah. Because he was the one that kind of got me mad. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's not right. Right. Um, so he kind of helped, you know, help me get like a big support group of supporters and people that supported me and what I was doing and people to tell me you did nothing wrong. They're right. crazy. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what's so frustrating, especially for me, is that we are led on this lie that college is supposed to be this place where you can express, you know, your your free thought and your free ideals. And really, that's what this country is supposed to be. But as soon as you say or do something against the status quo, then you're out, you're done. And so, so wrong. And why I love talking about cancel culture so much is just showing the hypocrisy and just how stupid it really is because there's like no reason. I mean, if you push it to court, which I hope you do and find a way to do, there's no way that they would, you know, be successful in it because they're publicly funded institution. Um, so they have to appear and uphold the constitution. And, you know, I think people that, that fight for their beliefs and their feelings will never, will never fail. So I'm, we're proud of you for doing what you did. I think you have a really, really good story. What's what's coming up next? Any interviews or anything exciting? Um, I don't know yet. Not that I know of. Yeah. I didn't even know my video was going to be on Newsmax. Someone commented on one of my videos and they're like, just saw you on Newsmax. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Well, that's exciting. So what is being raised right what does that mean to you gosh being raised to have morals a level head logic common sense basically how i was raised i would say i was raised right (laughs) yeah that's good and for anybody listening what would be you know your kind of advice for them if they're young conservative and they want they want to speak out and they want to find the courage, but you know, they're so, they're kind of scared. What would your advice be to them? Don't think no one 
no one agrees with you because there's so many people like you that are also scared or just don't want to be outspoken about it. You can be the leader for them. You can you can start a chain reaction by speaking up because I've told a bunch of people this. There's power in numbers. So the more people that speak up, the greater the movement is going to grow. Okay, good. Well, thank you so much for joining me here on the Razor Eye Podcast. We loved hearing your story and, and learning who you are and what you believe. And we're glad to have you out there fighting for the conservative cause with us. Enjoy this episode of Raised Right? Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to catch the next episode. And be sure to like and follow us on Instagram at Raised Right Podcast and Facebook and Twitter at Raised Right Pod. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.